Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Sportscast podcast. This week we have a look back at the week's snooker with the opening of the UK Championship, the season finale at Abu Dhabi and this weekend's return of full fixture list and a little look at what would be our Premier League fantasy five-side. James, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you. How much have you caught over the weekend? Uh, I've had a bit of a busy weekend this weekend, if truth be told, so I've not caught a great deal. I was having a little glance at the football yesterday, but um, other than that, not a massive amount. Well, I'll quickly knock off the Formula One, just because <clears throat> Abu Dhabi is my least favourite race of the year. Um I don't believe that it's you get to this stage. There was only really one real fight for anything this weekend. So obviously, it saw the Grand Prix go to Middle East again um, down in Abu Dhabi. We had quickly get it over Max in pole, Leclerc second, Piastri third. Lando was on for a pole, but. Had a bit of a slide and qualified fifth behind George Russell. Alex Albon out-qualified his teammate yesterday, which meant he had a 22-0 and for the season. So he's the only one to out-qualify. He's the first one to out-qualify his teammate since Max Verstappen out-qualified him in the Red Bulls. But that was only, I think it was a 17-race season. This is a 22-race. So he's just... Completely annihilated his teammate all season. You can you can handle coming down the pack. You just got to beat your teammate, and you've come. You know you've you've been out qualified twenty two times this season. So, not... to be fair, he's pretty much annihilated everybody on the grid, hasn't he? All season, regardless Max, of who yeah, he is. Yeah, it's just it's not been enjoyable for me. He's won. He, well, he won today, so he, he did take the win today. Um, quite sort of straightforward. Um, has he won every race or pretty much nine, out of 22? Nine, nine, 19 out of the 22, yeah. I mean, so he, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you've said it before and whatnot. Formula One isn't really my forte or my thing. But I mean, that if you are a big Formula One fan, there must be a point where you start to think, oh, do you know what? This is getting a bit tedious. So I see a lot online where they sort of say, well, Lewis, you know, dominated for a period of time. But he didn't win everything you know he did, he did win a couple of titles back to back but he had more competition the the final driver's that construction point uh, fi- final driver's points max verstappen won with 575 points sergio right. perez came second with 285 double second place yeah that's that's beyond you know and i've i've said before and and saying to jordan quite a lot I'm starting to fall out of love with F1. Not because Lewis isn't performing, because I have grown up. You know, I, I saw an article on him when he was karting and, and kept tabs on him then, and I, I just love him. But it's the way the rules are changing. In, in free practice, yes, he didn't get much running because he didn't run FP1, but in FP2, he tries to overtake in the pit lane. It's not as safe to do it where it was. 
So instead of penalising him, they changed the rules back to that you can't do it. Well, the only change it to that you could do it was because he was the one that was holding everybody up. And now he's the right. one getting held up. They changed the rules back because yeah. Max isn't happy. And, and just his terminology, you know, he has to let me pass in the pit lane. He, can, he, he, can he not see me coming? He has to let me pass. No, he, no, he don't. So, That's so, the idea, isn't it, of racing? Well, it's in the pit lane and... Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but it's it's the but he does say that he does say that he said it, he said it last week when he um clashed with Russell in Vegas as well. Right. It's just that you know the FIA are changing rules for him, so now he does believe he can go and do what he wants and, and as he wants. But um, I mean, there's been lots of talk over the years isn't there, about shaking up Formula One uh, in regards to. I mean, how many points do they get for a win? It's 25 for a win now, but an extra point if you have the fastest lap as well. Okay, so, I mean, what about changing the point system where you don't get as, I mean, you get as many, because, I mean, that's just embarrassing, isn't it? You know, 500 odd, it's a bit bit weird, but there was a lot There was a lot of talk a few years ago, I remember listening to on, on, on sports radio stations and whatnot about, you know, if you're the fastest car, you start further down the thing to make further down the, yeah, the the problem you have the problem you have is the way the cars are designed. They struggle to follow one another. They've changed like the width of the rear wing to allow closer racing and things like that. But once you get in the dirty air behind another car, it's very difficult to follow it. So, don't right. worry, Max has started twelfth this season and won a race. You know that that does happen, but that's because his car is just so dominant. But I reckon that race was quite exciting to watch, wasn't it? Watching him come through the yes, but. When you expect it to happen, it's not as exciting. I remember Jensen Button, Canada. Um, I want to say he was racing for McLaren at the time, but it could have been when it was Braun. Um, he something happened. The rain come. He he span out back of the back of the pack. The rain came down, and he and he weaved his way in to win the race. Now that is incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you ex- when you win nineteen out of twenty two races and you start twelfth and, and you're probably still the fastest car by seconds on you know, I mean today he won by seventeen nine seconds. The lap is cool. the fastest lap was a minute twenty six. So he's, he's you know he's over ten percent. He's probably fifteen percent quicker than every other car. So yeah. you know every other yeah. car. I mean so seventeen seconds would have covered the next five places as well. So 17, 17 seconds back to Leclerc and then 17 seconds back again would have covered yeah. the next five places, six if you'd have taken it to 20, 20 seconds. So it, it is yeah. a bit silly. But um, he won today. Speaking of, Go on, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll say no. He, I was going to say, no, if you're going to, you carry on with the stuff. I was going to yeah. say, so no, he won today. Charles Leclerc mm. got second. George Russell third. Perez took a penalty, which dropped him to fourth. Lando Norris fifth. Piastri sixth. Um which means, and and because of how that finished today, with the there was a bit of a dubious around the constructors. Mercedes did beat Ferrari to second in the constructors, and I think for me again, I think that's where the change comes. The change comes in the constructors championships. So what they do now is they add each driver's points together. Well, if Max is getting five hundred points, Max would have still won the constructors championship without Perez. So I think you should get points based on a combination of your driver's points so, so do they get uh do they get like um in regards to the constructors thing does it depend on how far how well you do does it 
does it matter on funding for the next season? Does that? Yes. Or is that yeah. Not? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, this is where it's wrong, isn't it? Because you, you know, your fastest car might get say a hundred million for winning the the constructors thing, so they're going to got a hundred million to make their car faster next year. But they're already the fastest, whereas those at the bottom are never ever going to be able to catch up, are they? Yeah, exactly. And so the argument is, and I think I, me and Jordan had a conversation on it sort of a month or so ago, where they should they should change the way the points run. So, so you should do it where. You look at where your drivers come, yeah. And you should, you should. So let's say, so Max comes first, Perez crashes out, so Max gets twenty-five points. But yeah. say Ferrari gets second and third, so they get eighteen and fifteen points. They get thirty-three points. But so they should get ten points. Max should get nine points, or yeah. get ten points. Red Bull get nine points, and it should be on your drivers' total, not on. Does that make sense? So instead of it being... Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Red Bull yeah. got 860 points. They've won it on 870. Mercedes, 409. Like, that's just... It, it, yeah. It's not as fun for me. But but that's... That's... And it is very difficult. Um, just dead quick. Yeah. Snooker. UK Championship is back. One of my favourite tournaments um, held at the York um, Lyceum. I've... I went. I love it there. I absolutely love going there. Uh, Mark mm. Allen, last year's winner, loses to Ding Junhui, 6-5, who is battling illness. And that game is a repeat of last year's final where oh, Mark right. Allen was 6-1 down and he came back to win 10-7. So a big game for the first round. Is it the first round? Is it? Wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, started yesterday. Mark Williams will play Jamie Clark in the next round. Jamie Clark beat... Kyron Wilson, which is a big result. Luca Bressel is playing at the minute. He's the reigning world champion until we go into, obviously, Sheffield in, in April time. For It's always over Easter, so whenever Easter falls this year. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll be my next couple of weeks um, <laughs> taken care of. But football, the first bit of football is Wales get Finland in the playoffs. Finland, oh, I didn't realize. I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. It's Finland, yeah. but that's Finland, yeah. And if they win, I think they play the winner of Poland and someone. So, okay. not the easy. I mean, Finland. I'll say, what do we think on that? What do we think on currently on the Welsh on the Welsh national team? I know since Gareth Bale has has retired from international football, it, I, do you not think it is showing that Wales were a one player one player team? But it doesn't seem that the camaraderie within the Welsh team is there at the moment. They seem very, I can't, you know, very lethargic in how they're playing. I, d- I don't think that's a, um, I don't, I don't think that's a, a Gareth Bale thing. I had this conversation with someone actually um, Friday. Bale got very greedy for Wales and he didn't allow much of a team effort. I just, I don't, th- I think it's, I think it's Rob Page. Yeah, I, yeah, I will agree with that. I don't, th- I mean, he done wonders. He was, he was a god within Wales, wasn't he? When Wales uh, qualified for that, yeah. for the Euro a few years ago. But I just don't think he's kind of kept up with the hype. I just think he's very yeah. out of touch with modern football. Yeah, and I think the, the problem is, is we lost. We lost Joe Allen, you know, Aaron Ramsey's got to be about 48 now, hasn't he? So, um, <laughs> I just, 
and and the the pool of players we're fishing from now, you know, Joe Joe Williams and they sit, they sit around League One, you know, and yeah. you're not going to beat. You might, yeah, you might beat Finland, but um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Poland in the next round. You're not. I don't think you're going to. Beat Poland in the, in the final no. of the playoff, and that's no, you're not. No. Does uh, Lewandowski still play international football for Poland? Yeah, he does, and he and he's, he's well, still, still scoring. You know, for like for Barcelona, so you know yeah. you, you can't. I mean, our centre backs Joe Rondon, he left Tottenham. He's gone to Leeds. You know, he's in the Championship, mm. and you're against Lewandowski. You kind of the only the only yeah. the only silver line at the minute is Brennan Johnson is playing well for Tottenham. Mm. There's not really much else. Kiefer Moore's going to be leaving. I think he's at Rangers, isn't he? Or he's been looking at getting a move back down, down a league so that he can get a bit more game time. With he's, uh, he went Bournemouth, I think. He's still not he was at Bournemouth, yeah, Kiefer Moore, yeah. Yeah, um, it's just it's just not getting enough game time. So yeah, yeah. that's where we're at. But this weekend's football, where, where should we start? I, I think it's actually been really interesting. Do you know what? I don't think you're far wrong there. I think yesterday's results show a lot in it. I mean, with the the big game yesterday, we'll start with the early one at 12.30. That was being hyped up to be an absolute belter of a game. You've got two teams on form, coming back from a bit of an international break. You know, everyone was predicting goals, 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 and it was going to be out of this world. And it was just crap. Just a bit. But it was... It was crap. It was a a, a a one-one draw. It was nice to see Haaland playing because he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. International Norway, so it was good to see him playing. But it was just, it was almost like once it got the one-one, both teams seemed to just think, right, well, we're happy with that. We'll just so um, I know they both. Just I know you'd be bothered. Dicks, we were... no. And today, when I when I watched the highlights. Um... Man City had a goal chalked off at 1-0 for a foul on Allison. And I, yeah, I saw that this morning on match of the day and I just think I can't I know that goalkeepers do get uh, a little bit of protection but I mean there has that, I mean there horrific. was nothing in it. That's horrific. That was it was almost it, it just brushed his arm across him. Yeah. There was it was almost like he's gone he, he's realized he's made a mistake. He spilled the ball. And he's played on that, knowing that because contact has been made and it's a goalkeeper, yeah. it's guaranteed to be chalked off. So, and I just, I think that's wrong. So I don't know if you saw. I think it was Monday night, mm. North Macedonia. That's how mm. North Macedonia got their penalty. Um, someone's gone up for a header, and as he's come down, his arms brushed the North Macedonian player, and he's got a penalty for as much as that today, that yeah. yesterday. So really soft, but yeah, yeah it was, it is, I yeah. think I think these big games you don't see the big score lines, and well, you know you got that. I think the two teams probably battling it out for fifth and sixth that played yesterday, and that was a big score line. Uh, what the Newcastle, uh, New, Newcastle game? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, Newcastle ain't half impressive, isn't that? At a minute, I've always I've so, always enjoyed Eddie Howe, and he's gone there, bit of money. Couple of really good yeah. players, and and yeah. I don't think I don't think it's just the money. I think before they had a chance to really spend that money, he he got them out of the relegation fodder and and competing yeah. again. So yeah, they got some good players like Gamirez and Longstaff and people. Like that. I mean, they they 
I really, I'm really liking what Eddie Howe's doing up at Newcastle at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that he got back into Europe, all right, their European campaign didn't go overly well. But, you know what, that's the first time they've been in Europe for, what, 20 years or whatever it was? Oh, yeah. 25 yeah, years. You know, so, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they, I, yeah, all right, wasn't successful, didn't go to plan, but that's the they've now gained that experience yeah. so they can go on next year and use that uh, next year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to how Newcastle do. And I think Newcastle, I, I said at the beginning of the season, I think they're going to finish top four. Again. Oh, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I, I, think, I think they'll be the one, them and Chelsea, although Chelsea are, Still down there, I think. Under Potch, I think they'll come good, and I think they'll be flirting. But then Villa well, and Brighton are playing well. Yeah, yeah. I think if you still had Abramovich in charge of Chelsea, I don't think Potch will be there at the minute. I think you, they would have got rid of him early on. Um, yeah, but then I'd be saying that the, I'd be saying that they're crazy to do so. I, I think it's one of the best managers in the league. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes. They've got a lot of players on massive contracts, you know, eight-year contracts on 200 grand a week, so they just can't be bothered to play. Yeah, uh, uh, to be fair, if you were in their position, would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be bothered if I was if I was sat in tenth place playing Champions League no. football. On, you know, no. I think I think it's there's a couple of the younger ones, and and I mean they've been a bit unlucky. They got that Fafana from. Um, Leicester exciting left back and he's been non-stop injured and they have got a couple of bits out but you know you, you've... I mean, their, their, their main striker what's his name bloody Jackson um, Nicholas Jackson. Jackson I mean he if that is your if that is your go-to striker as a supposedly top top shelf top yeah. tier premiership team if that is your option then you're thrown in the towel already yeah I think I think I mean they've they've spent an awful lot of money and I'm not sure if they've spent a lot of it wisely. I mean Sanchez, their keeper's on loan from Brighton. You know he's not even um, they don't they don't have a first team owned keeper. It's because uh, Kepa's at uh, Rail, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, Rail. Yeah, he's back up to Courtois, isn't he? But yeah, I think he's yeah. on loan as well, so he will come yeah. back. But yeah, I hope so. Be... Go on. I was going to say Luton managed to. Pick up three points at. Was that's that? what I was going to. That's what I was then going to say. You know, I'm really. I mean, let, we all know Luton are going back down. That was yeah. from the minute they got promoted last year, <laughs> they were going back down. You yeah. know, they had a lot of challenges coming up to the Premier League in regards to making sure that their stadium was was sufficient enough to play. I think they, I think they top out their attendance about is it twelve thousand, eleven, eleven half, twelve thousand. So it? yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're not a. Ma- it's not a massive ground, and it's well publicised that the away fans have got to walk through people's back gardens to get into the stands. You know, so yeah, it's it's not. Luton are definitely going back down, in my opinion. But I love the. I love an underdog story, and I love to see them pick up points at these established Premier League teams like Palace, like they did. They, they pick up a point at United as well, didn't they? At Old yeah. Trafford. And, yeah. You know, I just, I'm so glad, I'm so happy to see a team like Luton, which were five, six, seven years ago playing in the conference. Mm. Yeah, picking like, up, yeah. Picking up wins in the Premier League, you know, I think it's, I think it's phenomenal, you know, and, um, you know, looking down at that relegation zone with your, your, your Luton town and unfortunately, while Luton are not quite in the 
relegations over down that end, you know, with Everton, yeah. which is a yeah. um, Sheffield United, Burnley, which are propping up the Premiership, were looking yesterday stone cold on for a win at home to West Ham United, which yeah. is no pushover. And it was an 80, I think it was an 86th minute own goal, which, you know, you know, lost them two points but you know a point still when you're bottom of the table a point is a good point yeah to then lose it in the 91st minute and end up losing all three points it yeah. just shows that i don't think i think burnley are a good team i don't think vincent company is a good manager or coach yeah i think i think again it's it's a little bit obviously you know i'm I'm based in Doncaster. I catch Doncaster Rovers an awful lot. A few years ago, they, they went down to League Two, and Darren Ferguson had them, and they they balls up promotion there. And it was one of those where a man with a white stick could have taken Doncaster up that year. Burnley last year, anyone could have probably taken them up. Yeah, um, but it's it's doing that, sustaining it. I think that's where the the struggle's been. So, um, but Arsenal. Left it late, but Kai Havertz again, yeah. you know, didn't adjust. Yeah, Kai Havertz is uh, a lot of people, including myself, were a bit skeptical during the transfer window when they took on Kai Havertz, you know, and because he, he didn't really shine at Chelsea. And you kind of look at him, you know, and they, they, they paid out some top dollars, 60 for million, kinda, yeah, 60 million. You know what I mean? They, that's not that's not pocket change. And you're looking at that and you're thinking, when you look at all the top leagues in the world. That's what you're going for. Yeah. But with the, I kind of see what they were going for with Havertz, with the loss of um, Granite Xhaka um, going, which mm. big, I was a massive fan of Granite Xhaka. He had, had, had a good couple of years as well. Yeah, he did. That last season he had at Arsenal, he, he was a different player. But I see why they went for Havertz because he's very similar to him. Yeah. Um, but they did leave it late. Very late, and all right, you're now top of the Premiership, only you know because of what happened in the half twelve kickoff. Yeah, but if you want to stay at the top of that Premiership, as an Arsenal fan saying this, you cannot leave it late against teams like Brentford, or you know when when you're going away to Bournemouth or or Brighton and Hove Albion, or play, you cannot leave that late. You need to get that game signed, sealed, delivered before the hour mark. Yeah, so you can you know. Mate, cement your place there. So, yes, they got a result. It's a good result because Brentford are not a shit team at home. They're, they're a good team. Mm. But leaving it until the 80, what, the 80, 80th minute, 85th minute or something, you know, you just yeah. can't do that. No. But, quick quick rundown of the other leagues. Good result for yeah. Blackburn away at Stoke. Bolton uh, beat Exeter 7-0. Yeah. Was that Bolton? Wasn't it? Yeah, Bolton. Yeah, seven nil. The big, and the big, well, the big. Oh, go on, sorry. No, I was, no, no. I was going to say Bolton. Bolton are not doing too bad at the top moment. Top of league, yeah. Moment. Top of league at the minute. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing well. The big league two. So Notts County lose to AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. Mansfield lose two one, and Stockport lose two one to Newport, and with Red. Yeah. Six nil at Morecambe with a Paul Mullen hat trick. Yeah, not that puts Wrexham up in the um, top three now, doesn't it? Yeah, Motion. exactly. Yeah. And Stockport, Mansfield, not County, probably with Wrexham are probably the four teams to be battling it out. So 
three of them losing and Wrexham taking the winnings is, is I mean, how, big. how good will that be? I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of people throughout the UK and, and, and the rest of the world as well are keeping eyes on Wrexham because of the, the documentary mm. um, on Disney Plus. You know, and I'll be honest with you, up until I watched that, I I never even had a look at how Wrexham were doing. So I've kind of jumped on that that wagon as well. I, you know, I had, a, I, had a, I had a football manager team a few years ago, and I went about forty years managing Wrexham. Um, yeah, yeah. Winning, winning absolutely oh. everything that was too I reckon, available, I reckon so. Phil Parkinson could probably go forty years if he had it in him, but yeah, because what he's doing there. But I mean, how? I mean, it is. I know you've got the Hollywood A-listers in charge of them, but it is being. It is like a Hollywood script, isn't it? At the moment, you know, if they get and it's being and it, promotions and it's being ruled you know, correctly, you know, it that's is. the other thing. It's not. Yeah. They're not. They're not just throwing. Ten, they're not just throwing ten million at it. They've made sure it's sustainable. Uh, yeah, for for years to come. Who's yeah. the guy in the background running it? What's his name? Sean. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, he used to have the big deal with Coventry, didn't he? he used yeah. to be involved in Coventry yeah. and that. But yeah. I mean, he's doing really well. The the the, the CEO who's there, that uh, that young lady who used to run Burton Albion with a dad as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's, it's got being right run people in very, very well. Right thing. So yeah. one thing we did mention yesterday, and we didn't really talk about it, we said we we're going to hold off till tonight, is mm. our Premier League fantasy five aside. Now, yeah. what I've tried to do with this, I haven't picked my five best players from the Premier League, you know, because I've tried to look at it from a five-a-side perspective. Do you know what? I have done pretty much the same. So, in goal, I think yeah. the best, the best, the best, one of the best Premier Leagues of all time is Schmeichel or Van der Sar. But in a five-a-side, they're not right. So I've gone with Fabian Barthez. Yeah, nice. I like him. I think he'll be brilliant. Yeah. And then you've got big man at the back that can play, Ledley King. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He was shot. good with Ledley King. Get him fit. Good. Get him fit. Get him, yeah. Big one of every scene. I, I, I was listening to, I listened to the um, Peter Crouch podcast and he's, mm. he talks a lot about Ledley King. So he's good friends with Ledley King and he says the same thing. If, if Ledley King had stayed fit throughout his career, he would have been hands down the best England defender that had ever lived and possibly one of the best defenders in the world. You know, up there with you, Roberto Carlos and, and people, Damn off, people yeah. like, he was phenomenal. He was just damned with injuries. Exactly. Mid middle at Park, short, sharp passer, Claude McAuley. Yeah. Up front, this is where it gets a bit, one of them people agree with, one of them people are going to say, what on earth? Adele Tarabat, who was at QPR. He was called Adele Ta Tarabat. I've probably pronounced yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, QPR? I know you mean. Yeah. Really tricky. He was Egyptian. Really, really yeah. tricky player. It was a little bit like Berbatov. Very, very lazy. Didn't, and he just never progressed. But there's, he's ball at feet was phenomenal yeah. like and, and i just think he's just one of the most underrated premier league players or one of the biggest wastes of talent the premier league scene but as a five aside do you think he's a waste of talent because he was such talent but he was at a club like with all due respect qpr 
No, I think he had a bit of an ego problem, and I think it just he knew he was good and he was too good for QPR, but people don't like that, and I think they, no. they didn't want to integrate him into their teams. I think that was always his problem. Yeah. And then the last but not least, because I think he would dominate any five aside, Wayne Rooney. What's that? Mm. Yeah. That that'd be my five. I've I must I must admit I've never been a big fan of Wayne Rooney. I don't know why. I've never really it's almost like he got signed by United because he scored a wonder goal against Arsenal. And he just happened to go into a team, that United team at the time, that made him look better than what he was. I I watched or I listened to a podcast and they were talking about this. And Wayne Rooney was on the lips of many, many, many top, top scouts from the age of 11, 12 year old. Right. So it was... Uh, <sighs> I can't remember who it was, but they went into Everton. But I don't think I don't think it, it will have been. It would have been David Moyes. He went into Everton, and and they said on his like his second day in the club, you need to come down and see this youngster in the youth team. Like right. this is what this is what you've got to look forward to. Okay, so one thing I didn't say to you yesterday in regards to this five-side team, and I wanted to spring it on you so you could come out with it on the cusp. Yep. All right, look, I'm, I'm going to do this as well at the same time as you. So yep. you've got your five-a-side team. Brilliant team. Yep. But two of them players are going to get injured. Okay. Who are your subs? Your two Thier- subs. Thierry Armory. Yeah. <sighs> do you know what? I nearly put Ashley Cole in. Yeah. Because phenomenal at the back and he could go forward, but... You'd have, you'd have to get Lampard or Gerard, wouldn't you? Because you get a bit of flexibility with them. Yeah. No, no. That's yeah. Fair. Go on, then hit me with your five and your two subs. So, my my five, I've kind of, I thought I'd gone similar to you, but now you've said those names, you're picking out names I've not heard for a bloody age. So, um, mine is comprised of players from a from a different era in football when it was a you know still premier league but when it you know we're going back to some well two of these players uh, when the premier league started so in goal i have gone with mr safe hands himself mr david seaman yeah i just think you know joining arsenal in 1990 and playing from for 13 years with over 400 caps and part of that invincible team winning four FA Cups, three titles is just phenomenal. And, you know, all right, with an invincible team, you need goals. But to stay invincible, you've got to save them as well. So, um, But to help him save them goals, in the back, as my defender, I've gone with Yap Stan. Um, Yap Stan, part of the treble winning team. And let's face it, if you're a striker running towards him, you're going to shit yourself because he just looks scary as hell, doesn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he was, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, he was phenomenal as well. Um, midfield, I've gone with Paul Gascoigne. I think okay, Paul Gascoigne at Spurs, going to Lazio, and even up into uh, Glasgow Rangers. I think what he could do, if he similar to Ledley King, if he could just keep his head straight and stay off certain things that he was up to at the time. Mm. 
I think his career, the longevity of his career could have been much, much more. And I just think that he he inspired so many people in this country to become footballers that it, it, that in itself makes him phenomenal, you know, and he was an yeah. awesome player. Um, up front, I'm taking one of your subs, Mr. Henri. Yeah, I thought um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. He's, you know, Arsenal top goal scorer, France's leading scorer up until Olivier Giroud. And that man, every time he got the ball, was just absolutely magical. He could keep it, was almost like it was glued to his feet at times. He was absolutely outstanding. See, I didn't put him in because I think for five aside, he. He would have been too. Well, if if I was like more ball on the floor, hard nitty gritty, and I think like yeah, Yapstams and Thierry Henry running towards Yapstam in a five side cage, then I think Yapstam would win nine out of ten times. But, okay. but that's that's that was my reason for not so. Him. So my next forward then, based on that, you know, you want someone nitty gritty on the ground, hard as nails, taking it towards Yapstam. I've gone with Alan Shearer. Yeah, it's always going to be worth it. He was just out of this world, wasn't he? He was just mustard. He could hit a ball from thirty yards. Yeah, I, know, I, and- I, I couldn't pick him due to political reasons, but. He, political reasons yeah he left Blackburn and went to Newcastle <laughs> well he, yeah you know he, he was part of the famous uh, SAS <laughs> wasn't he Shearer yeah. and Sutton yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um, so if, if my if any of my players got injured um, in the back I would actually go really old school and I would go with Dennis Irwin yeah I, I nearly I, ne- I thought you were going to say that earlier on if I'm honest but yeah, yeah I can see that I, I just he was he was a well he was a leader, weren't he? Yeah. You know, he was and he was professional. He was not always getting the dirty challenges, red cards, yellow cards. He was, you know, he was good stuff. And I just he was he was an old school player and a gentleman, yeah. I think. So um and also again, quite biased, but Patrick Vieira. Yeah. I I'd I'd go with that. I think the Gerard Rooney I, I, I put skulls in initially, and then I thought he's not going to be able to pick out any forty-yard, fifty-yard passes, so I yeah. took him out. Hence, why I put Macaulay in. But Vieira, Vieira, Patrick Vieira is that unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. So before we finish, Olim, just an honourable mention as well. So it's 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 a shame hearing it on the way way home from my weekend shenanigans is today and. You know, you, you need a coach for your five-a-side team. And I think an honourable mention has to go to Terry Venables, yeah. who sadly passed away today. And, you know, the, the guy managed in England and in Spain, and he also managed the international team as well. And Terry, Venerable, Terry Venables was a great coach, a great person, and um, it's, it's sad to see him go. So an honourable mention to Terry yeah. Venables. He, 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 he did very career not you know some people i don't think you'll see here into management now no no no, no not at all. so yeah it's it's sad news but, but you know it's not many that have been a top player and being a top manager no no so very sad and uh rest in peace terry or el tell as you're known yeah. in spain so uh yeah that's that's mine for the week yeah yeah no 
we'll have um it will be there'll be obviously a little bit less on because there's not as much different sports going on it's not the golf season and and things like that so uh jordan will give us probably a quick maybe 10 minute rundown of the formula one season so um sounds good look forward to having him back and i'll catch up with you next week yeah nice one i'll catch yeah. you soon take bye care man bye 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 And that's all we've got time for this week. Join us again next week where we'll look back at the week's sport. And again, you'll get us on X and Instagram at Sportscast Pod UK. Okay.